0: You're listening to the Science Focus podcast from the BBC Science Focus magazine team. We're the UK's best-selling Science and Technology Monthly, available in print and in several digital formats throughout the world. Find out more at sciencefocus.com or look out for us in your app store. Hello and welcome to the Science Focus podcast. I'm Jason Goodger, Commissioning Editor at BBC Science Focus magazine. In this week's episode, I'm talking to Hugo Zeeberg a geneticist working at the Karolinska Institute in Stockholm. He's just published a paper that suggests those of us with a certain set of genes inherited from Neanderthals may suffer from more severe effects of COVID-19 if we catch it. Thanks for the time for taking the time to talk to us, Hugo.
1: Oh, I'm glad to be here. Thank you.
0: That's great. So first off, I guess the, the first question I would ask is how much of the human genome actually does, has been inherited from Neanderthals. So, everyone with
1: roots outside Africa carry roughly 2% of Neanderthal DNA. But if we put put all these pieces together, we find more than half of the Neanderthal genome in modern-day humans, in people living today. Uh, But it would differ between, some would carry some pieces, some would carry other pieces.
0: So um, is it people from certain areas carry more than others?
1: Indeed. So as I started, uh, people in Africa, they never met Neanderthals. The Neanderthals were a group of um, hominids that lived in Europe and Asia uh, before the modern humans entered this part of the world. So it's really people outside Africa.
0: Okay. So how, how do we know this, that we, we've inherited Neanderthal DNA?
1: So uh, during the last two decades, uh, people have been working to study this. And the draft genome was published 10 years ago, the draft genome of a Neanderthal. And Swanteperbo and his colleagues at the Max Planck Institute in Leipzig, with whom I'm collaborating and also work with, they managed to extract the whole DNA code from, from bones. And then we ah, can, com- okay. can compare
0: it to people living today. So is that being done just the once or is that being done several times? So we have three really
1: good genomes. From one Neanderthal living in Croatia and two living that was found in Siberia.
0: Okay, so we can be fairly confident that these were typical Neanderthals with typical Neanderthal DNA.
1: Yes, I mean, we of course have an issue with sampling uh, with, with just three genomes. But they look, in general, they look strikingly different. But for this particular gene what we're discussing today, they actually uh, does not look so, different, so similar.
0: Okay, so how did um, humans come to inherit this Neanderthal DNA? Well, modern humans.
1: So, so when modern humans entered um, Eurasia, they met probably early, and then they then they interbred with Neanderthals and got uh, offsprings together, and that occurred some fifty to sixty thousand years ago.
0: So, do we know if this? Um this interbreeding between the two was a common thing or was it quite rare uh,
1: more and more data suggests that uh there are m- multiple events and, and during the course of uh, of um, the evolution of a species people have interbred everywhere when they met new people
0: okay so it's Likely it was a pretty common event.
1: Yes, uh, but since we share so similar amount of 2%, almost everyone except um, people in Africa, it probably occurred quite early.
0: So if we're talking 50,000, 60,000 years ago, that's quite a, quite a long time. There's, there's um, a fair amount of time for, for different genes to evolve or, or to be picked up. Why did these Neanderthal genes persist for so long? Why, why do we still have them? So
1: parts of the genome is missing, and we believe that that is to do some variants were really detrimental uh, early on. But one should say that this is an extra source of genetic variation, and some are probably uh, there because they were beneficial in a way. Uh, so we did a study earlier this year where it was a gene variant from the that would actually decrease the risk of miscarriage and bleedings during early pregnancy. So we got probably some good variants and some negative variants.
0: Right. So this isn't the first time that um, specific functions of inherited Neanderthal genes have been identified.
1: No, no. There's a a handful or a little bit more of, of associations that are kind of very well studied. And there are more that
0: we believe we will find. Let's um, talk a bit more about your specific study now. So um, how, how exactly did you go about finding uh, this fact?
1: So there's, there's been a large collaborative international effort led from uh, Helsinki, Finland, where, where scientists and clinicians have genotyped um, individuals with severe covid m- people that end up in the hospital or even the ICU or even die from the disease. And I'm a, I've been a small thing, a small part in this consortium. And then I also worked with the Neanderthal genome and I decided to, why don't I have a look? Right, and, okay, yeah. and it was really, I fell off my chair. It was really a surprise. Um, so I just had the two data sets at hand at my computer and when comparing the major, the biggest risk spectra, I saw immediately it was a Neanderthal sequence. It was really striking.
0: So um this uh, after reading your paper, this is uh, this is involving chromosome three in the within the human genome. Can, so can you just give, for those people who don't know, a bit of a background on what chromosomes are and uh, what what their function is, just you know very briefly so um our
1: human, human genome consists of twenty-three uh, chromosomes, and we got two copies of each. Uh, or if you're um, if you're a male, you have actually have a, have a one X and one Y. And this is molecules. This is a, a chunks of DNA in this in this um, organized in chromosomes. Uh, so all of them contain genes, and some genes are on chromosome three.
0: Okay. So what specific uh functions do the genes that you've identified play in, in the human body? So
1: this region contains several um, immune receptors, receptors that are involved in the signaling during immune response. So that's very intriguing, interesting in this, in this case. There are also uh, a gene that forms a complex with the uh, receptor for the virus, which is also of high interest, of course.
0: Okay, so you mentioned that the risk is bigger in carriers of these um, genes. So how how big actually is the effect?
1: So initially, we saw that it was about sixty percent increase per copy. And you can, as I said, you can have one chromosome from your mother and one from your father. Uh, later, study has actually put that increase a little bit higher, so that it's almost twice the risk if you carry uh, one genetic variant. And for being a genetic effect, this is quite large. Most genetic variants they slightly influence things, and this is f- for being genetic quite a large risk factor.
0: Okay, so is it have we been able to identify um, the prevalence of specific symptoms in the carriers of these genes? So um, they this this genetic variant,
1: and uh, we should say it's not. Neanderthal genes, but Neanderthal gene variants. So there's not new genes from Neanderthals, but rather genetic variants. And we see that carrying this genetic variants is much more common in people that end up in hospital and ended up at the ICU. So those that have a bad progression of of COVID-19. One study also studied and saw that it was an increase in, in need of mechanical ventilation So we don't believe it has so much to do with susceptibility or the likelihood of actually attracting the virus, but rather how the body responds to it.
0: Do we have any idea as to why this is the case? Uh, So
1: uh, it might be this and We know that people that get very sick in COVID-19, they seem to have, people have heard about this cytokine storm, some overreaction of the immune system. So this might be part of that so that uh, the body responds too aggressively against
0: the virus. So are there any sort of precedents to this sort of um, thing where genes such as these um, have been studied in immune responses to other diseases that might be able to steer us in in a certain direction with this research in the future? So
1: in Intertunyande tells uh, a cluster of... of, uh, also, in important receptors have studied before. Um, Most in, in seems to be a, a good variant, so um, it's it's definitely not so surprising to see these kind of key mediators of the
0: immune response um, emer- emerging. Okay, so now that we've we've got this knowledge about these genes, what can we do with it? Is 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 it possible that this could help us find a treatment. Um, is it? Could it help us identify those that are more at risk, or we could expediate um, certain patients' treatment in in thanks to having this knowledge? Yes, indeed. So the fact that this
1: these genetic variants are from Neanderthals is perhaps more of an academic interest, but of course, identifying the genes uh, is important for understanding the disease. And as you point out, it it could be it could be we and many others are trying to understand this genetic variance and to see which one of the genes in the in this region is important. And some of these receptors are actually what we, what we say, druggable. So that could point toward future treatment for COVID-19. And also, as, as echoing what you said, uh, risk stratification to identify people at risk might also be very important in, 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 in dealing with this disease.
0: Okay, so just one final question then. Um, what are your plans? Do you have any plans for further studies or, or moving this research on in the future?
1: Yes, indeed. So we are studying the legacy of Neanderthal interbreeding in general. And for this particular locus, we and many others are trying to, to look more into detail about the mechanism, mechanisms at play at this uh, locus, this position in the genome.
0: Okay, brilliant. Well, best of luck with all that in the future. And thank you so much much for taking the time to speak to me.
1: Okay, thank you so much. Nice to be on the show.
0: Thank you for listening to this episode of the Science Focus podcast. That was geneticist Hugo Zeeberg talking about his research on the carriers of Neanderthal DNA suffering from more severe effects of COVID-19. For more on the coronavirus and all other things science, check out the latest at sciencefocus.com.